Good afternoon, my fellow Michiganders. Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. It's going to wait a few seconds to allow people to get on because we're doing this early afternoon and a lot of people are working. Um, but the good news is, is I'm out of YouTube jail. So I got that going for me. And I'm one strike away from permanently getting banned off of YouTube, which if that happens, that will be a badge of honor. So with the subject matter that I'm going to talk about today, there's probably a pretty good chance that I'll be banned off YouTube, but I really don't care because I will always give you up-to-date, accurate, and truthful information and continue to walk that fine line. Um, however, I'm going to have to be very careful in how I talk today so I don't clip their algorithms and everything else that's going to ban me because I'm trying to stay afloat as much as I can. So I just want to go over a couple narrative things today because I'm not going to allow the governor to just slowly go off into the sunset without holding her accountable because like all of us are now seeing, she is being very, very, very quiet with what's going on. And so I just want to bring some things to everyone's attention out here. And that's why I am the man for the job because we need somebody who will hold her accountable on the debate stage. This is not a typical election, folks, where each candidate is just going to go up there and get to argue policy. That's not going to cut it this time. We need somebody who's going to get on stage to hold her butt to the fire and ask hard questions from all the knowledge that we have all been through over the past year and a half. And it just so happens that I am the man for the job. And so I will continue to shoot down her narrative. I'll continue to shoot down her policy. I'll continue to shoot down her decision-making, and when she is disappearing from what's going on right now, because it doesn't make sense according to the hospital capacity and everything else that's going on right now. So I just want to reflect back real quick. Originally, what did we do all these draconian lockdowns for? It was to flatten the curve to not overwhelm the hospital system. So I've been tracking the hospital system or the capacity, I guess you could say, um, ever since November when she started locking us down again. So if you remember, she put restaurants at 25%, 25% capacity with a 10 p.m. curfew. Thank you, Nanny Governor, for protecting all of us. Um, and then she hammered down on our kids. Um, she took away athletics, all because the hospital capacity was at 75% total capacity at the end of November. I have it right here. Um, and that was for us not overwhelm the hospital system, which we all can agree that we never, ever want this to happen, Correct. So as we start going through the hospital capacity, remember, she weaponized the health department. I'm going to get to that here in a second. But when the hospital capacity was at 75% total capacity for the entire state, she said she had the excuse to shut down the restaurants, to cancel athletics, to hammer down on our kids, to put them in a severe mental health crisis, which we're really starting to see the ramifications of that. Well, lo and behold, guess what? I've been tracking the hospital capacity ever since. Um, and remember, it was 75%, which at the time she thought gave her grounds to shut down everything. But now, lo and behold, on August 30th, the week of, it was 76% total capacity. That's 1% more. And look at this today, September 14th. I just looked it up. We're at 78% total capacity in the entire state of Michigan. And if you reflect back over the past almost three quarters of a year now, the only other time it was that high was the week of May 15th at 78% total capacity and the week of April 11th at 80% total capacity. So we are tied for the worst total capacity we have been at 
since I've been tracking ever since the end of November. And all we hear is crickets from her. Okay. To me, that's not being transparent. That to me is not being a good leader. And we all know that she is not a good leader. She's an elected official. You have to earn that title of leader, which she continues to prove that she is not. So let's move this narrative a little further down the road, because if we're already at 78% total capacity, what do you think is going to happen? And you really don't have to be a rocket scientist to know this, all right? Um, you just need a little bit what's called common sense, which obviously is not so common in some of our elected officials. However, if we're at 78% total capacity now, which is tied for the second worst it's been ever since November, then what do you think is going to happen when you fire all of our Lashley, last year's heroes, this year's villains, right? Um, when you fire your hospital staff, your doctors, your nurses, your, your management staff, um, your front desk, when you fire all those people, I don't know, 20%, 25%, maybe 30%, maybe even 10% of those people, if you fire all them, what do you think is going to happen to our capacity? It's probably not going to be very good, is it? Okay, so we're tied right now, as of today, second worst in total capacity, right? And now we're going to fire these frontline workers, again, which was last year's heroes. Now they're this year's villains because they're standing up for what's called medical freedom, and I support them 100%. Oh, look at this. WXYZ in Detroit just came out today. He said, because of the staffing shortage, he says the health system is eliminating. They're eliminating 7% or 120 hospital beds from its five hospitals in Detroit and Jackson. Most beds eliminated were general medicine beds, but some ICU beds were also eliminated. Hmm. What do you think is going to happen when cold and flu season comes? Well, flu doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. So we might as well not talk about it, right? So what do you think is going to happen in the winter when usually these viruses up in the north tend to have some teeth. Well, we're going to be in a crap storm of a mess, folks. And what do you think their narrative is going to be? I'm calling it out. I've been right 1,000%. You all know they've been following me ever since the beginning. I've been calling out this clown show. I'm still batting a 1,000, baby. What do you think is going to happen when, when cold and flu season starts or when the winter starts and this virus has more teeth? We are going to be in a problem, right? And they are going to blame who? Everybody who has decided not to get this medical procedure. We are already hearing the blame game, right? Kamala Harris went on a tweet and said, we need to protect the people who have gotten the medical procedure. So we want to make sure that everybody who hasn't gotten the medical procedure gets it so we can protect the people who have gotten the medical procedure. <laughs> Anybody that understands the immune system and how this is supposed to work, that doesn't make any sense. And so obviously our clown show is trickling down from the very top of our federal government. We see that. So that is what they're already doing is they're starting to play the blame game. All right. So now you hear about, you know, the reason why we're doing so well is because we got this medical procedure. That's why there's not as many deaths. That's the narrative I keep hearing, especially from people who are following this clown show and believe in this clown show. They continue to say that is why is because we have this medical procedure. It's going to save us all. Well, what I have here is this. 
The Michigan COVID seven-day average deaths from May 1st to August 12th, 2020 versus 2021. The blue line is all of 2020. The red line is 2021. Man, it looks very, very interesting to see how last year's deaths are following the exact same trend as this year's deaths. So for people to say that it's because of this medical procedure, that's why we're having less deaths. No, not true. What we're probably going to have to wait till is the end of the year and see what happens which it's already happened in Israel and UK, which I predicted a month ago, that everybody in that hospital setting has been fully medically procedured up. As you can tell, I'm talking in code word right now, so I don't get kicked off and banned from YouTube and Facebook permanently. But they're filling up their hospital beds of the people who have followed through with this. Not saying it's right or wrong, not for or against, but I am against mandating it. I really feel that we need more and more doctors, more and more nurses, and they're starting to to stand up and reveal the truth. More and more people are starting to tape these conversations in Zoom. I We got a hold of one of them on how they wanted to exaggerate, um, to scare the hell out of everybody, to make sure that they follow through and get their medical procedure. That's on my platforms. You can watch it. But it's interesting how their narrative changes, interesting how the governor um, just stays silent, especially when the hospital capacity is way worse than it was when she brought down the hammer against all of us. Do you see why I need to debate her? Do you see any other candidate calling her out like I do and have I and like I have been for a year and a half? That is what is going to allow us to beat her. You have to do more in this race, folks, in today's political climate than just to go up there and run off. I'm here to fix the damn roads. You're going to have to do more than that. We have to hold the elected officials accountable. That is what we need. That's why we need Americans and candidates to run for all levels of office to do just that. I'm done with the typical politicians. I'm done with the career politicians. We need all of you that are watching who have that desire to run for all levels of office. I can't do this alone. Neighborhood book clubs, city council, school boards, legislature, governor. I do not care what level it is, folks. We need you to take back all levels. And then we can influence and inspire positive change in this state. Garrett's not going to be able to do it alone. Garrett's not going to be able to get in there and just flip the switch. We need all of us together as a village. And that's why I will continue to be an expression of all of you and give you this information. Okay. Because they came out with an M Live article stating that Whitmer built a national reputation fighting COVID 19 with tough restrictions, um, unconstitutional tough restrictions, tyrannical behavior, right? That's not her tactic anymore. That was the title of the article from MLive um, from September, looking for the date, so I can tell, September 13th, yesterday, okay? We're in a very difficult position than we were then, back then than right now, Whitmer said in a scrum of reporters last week. Well, it's really not because the hospital capacity is worse now than it was back then, but all you hear is crickets. Interesting. Every one of us has the tools we need to stay safe. Okay, what are those tools? The mask up for eternity? To go out and mandate this medical procedure? No, it's everything that we talked about ever since the beginning. Strong immune system, healthy body, healthy mind, body, spirit. Don't spit in each other's mouths. Wash your hands. Common sense solutions, folks. That's what's needed. Supplement when needed. Dial in your nutrition. Turn your body to environment of greatness. Yada, yada, yada. I said it a million times. Every one of us has had the tools we need to stay safe, and that's why we are encouraging these decisions to be made at the local level. I agree with that. 
That increases the odds that people will follow them and will adhere to them when they feel as though they have an opportunity to have some input. And that's why this is such an important thing that these decisions are happening at the local level, what we're saying. But why is she saying that now and not back then? Because she was ruling over us like a dictator back then. All because the polls and the science and data, the true science and data, are starting to show and prove, which we've all known, that all of your lockdowns were going to do more harm than good. Mandates were unnecessary. So all that's being proven now. And so she's playing petty politics, right? And not being a true leader is to admit when she was wrong. Allison Bernstein is an assistant professor of translational neuroscience at the Michigan State University College of Human Medicine in Grand Rapids. Holy cow, that is a mouthful and mother of two school-aged children, 13 and 8. Bernstein said she hasn't seen much from the governor lately. <laughs> we haven't. She feels everyone is playing politics with public health, and she would like to see stronger leadership at all levels. She understands by and from local leaders is necessary for communities to be fully engaged. It's hilarious how they just switched this narrative. She would like to see stronger leadership at all levels, and people are playing politics. No, Governor, you have been pay playing petty politics ever since the beginning, especially when the science and data started to come out that there was no need to ever lock down, right? And then you were hiding the very hospital data from the legislature to unilaterally control over all of us. That's just what it is. But there are schools around our state that are not following the CDC, the very clear guidance from the CDC and Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. So, you know, we're not talking about things that only affect the individual individuals making those decisions. It affects the community, affects the kids who have no control over this. OK, let me shoot down that clown show statement right now. So but there are schools around our state that are not following the CDC. We do not defund the police. We defund who? The CDC. Because they have been the ultimate clown show, the very clear guidance. That's what she's that's what she is quoted as saying. Holy cow, the very clear guidance from the CDC and the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Unbelievable. The CDC has been on record. There's emails documenting this that they have been basically infiltrated and influenced by who? The teachers union, who have all sorts of power that influenced the CDC on whether or not they should open schools or not. That's a problem, folks. The teachers unions are way too powerful and they need to be busted up because they influence the CDC. And so the CDC is basically irrelevant to me. And the CDC, along with, unfortunately, a lot of our medical professional, because there's a lot of great people in the medical profession. However, the medical profession, along with the CDC and Fauci the clown, they are losing faith from the public. They are. They're losing all accountability or they excuse me, they're losing all faith from the public, which is bad, folks. You have to trust your doctor. Correct. But they're losing that from all the flip flopping, not giving us the data, giving us only one piece of the data. And that's all we as, as Americans want is the truth. If you give us the truth, no matter how dark, gloomy, horrible, ugly it may be, we'll figure it out. And if you leave it up to business owners, we can figure it out. But they are not being truthful because we have documentation of Pelosi, Kamala, Biden, you know, all these people, Fauci, you know, that have said that, nope, we, we don't have any way to enforce the mandate of the medical procedure. We will not do that. That is bad. And then what do they do? They're trying to do it. So they just flip flop. So how do we even trust these people? It's unbelievable. Though a court case stripped Whitmer of the pandemic power she relied on initially. Who did that? We the people? 
We stripped her of the 1945 law, right? She retains the ability. Now, I want you to remember this because that's the whole title of this live today. She retains the ability to put pandemic-related mandates out through who? The State Department, which she used last winter, right? Now a fresh petition seeks to curb that power as well. Unlocked who is going right now. Make sure you sign it. Make sure you circulate it. Um, we will be getting after that petition after we get down with the ballot petition in my movement right now. Um, we have a lot of great grassroots warriors that are circulating that. And this basically movement in the campaign is going to evolve into the movement of Unlock 2, folks. And that's we're going to be the power of the people. But the people on my campaign right now, uh, my grassroots warriors are finishing up their ballot petition. And then we are going to join with the bigger movement in the across the state of Michigan. That's the our movement. OK, and we're going to hammer down and get the unlock two done, which is going to curb that power. But the whole point of this conversation today, look, who weaponized the health department? She did. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services is bringing down the hammer on who? The local health departments. The local health departments are bringing the hammer down the school boards. So you have to remember the ultimate why, which is what? The governor. She weaponized the health department, folks. Okay? So that is what I want to bring to your attention. So no matter how quiet she stays, you have to remember the ultimate why. Okay? And that's why we said time and time again, why is this check engine light on? She wants to unplug it like it never happened. That's not going to fix anything. We have to figure out why that check engine light is on, and then we have to fix it. How do we fix it? By winning the primary and winning the general to make sure this can never happen again. Okay, so that is what we're at right now. So just to reiterate some things, the campaign grassroots warriors that I have going on right now, they are finishing up my ballot petition, which we should be done by the end of September. We are going to come together at the leadership rally on September 25th on Saturday at 12 to 2 at Frisky's Farm Market. Please make your pilgrimage of freedom. Holy cow, there are going to be thousands of people there, folks. We are going to make a statement. Great group of grassroots warriors and leaders that have stood up over this past year and a half are going to be there and speaking. Stand Up Mission is going to be there. Um, we're going to have Dr. Sam Fawaz, Jamie, uh, the All-American Frisky family who's given us this venue to do it at. They're going to speak. I'm going to be speaking. We're going to be finishing up the ballot petition. And then my grassroots warriors, we're going to involve this into the bigger thing, which is going to be the Unlock 2 campaign to get the health department reeled back in from the endless state of emergency. So a lot going on, but make sure that you're coming, sharing this video, sharing the rally link, folks. Make sure you're getting this information out because we're going to make a statement because we already have a statement going right now with the amount of people that are going to come. Now it's how many thousands are going to be there. And it's going to be a fantastic day. Frisky's Farm Harvest is going on at the same time throughout the day. I think they start very early. They're going to um, end later in the afternoon. All those details are in the link. So just click on it. Tell us that you're coming. Invite like-minded friends. This is your Woodstock of freedom. This is your pilgrimage to freedom. Okay, but always remember the ultimate why and my petition signature um, collectors right now, my grassroots warriors. You guys are unbelievable. I know you've been working so hard. You guys been hammering down over the last month and a half to two months. You've gone far and beyond what's expected of you. You just go a little harder, a little longer. OK, let's get this ballot petition so the, the movement can evolve into the Unlock 2 campaign and let's help Unlock 2 end this endless state of emergency with the health department. And that is the power of our movement is we're getting things done. I'm not the type of candidate that's going to talk. 
and say, hey, wait till we get in the office. We're going to do this, that, and this. We are taking action right now as a movement. That's what we're about. Our movement is amazing. We just have to continue to take those action steps, okay? So we're going to continue to evolve this conversation, continue to hammer down. But thank you to every single one of you who's been circulating and signed the ballot petition. Again, you all are amazing. But now our work's just getting started, okay? So we're going to celebrate getting the ballot petition done. But then we're going to have to evolve this into the Unlock 2 campaign where we're going to hit back at the health department. Always shaking in a bacon, always hammering down, and that's what's going to be needed to get this thing going in the right direction so we the people can take back our party, we the people can take back our state, and we the people can take back our country. That is the power of our movement, folks. Okay? So hang in there. It's going to get a little darker. All right? It's, it's not the sunrise is coming, and I think it's going to be peeking its head when we do our rally when the thousands of people with their beautiful American flags are there. That's when it's going to start to peak. And that's when we're going to make a statement that we're not going anywhere. Okay. So have a great day. Enjoy your family. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you. God bless state of Michigan and God bless these United States. Go to the link in the description, click on it. Tell us that you're coming and invite 10 like-minded people. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.